With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, they walked into Madrid with hope in their hearts. And they'll walk away with the greatest prize in club football. Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool's king to the cot are champions of Europe once again. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Cop and Fracker, your favourite Liverpool podcast. I'm joined today by the wonderful Anik. Say hello, my good friend. How's it going, Harold? You good? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too bad. Thank you very much. Not too bad. How about yourself, Ellis? How are you doing? I'm well, sir. How are you? Yes. Matching yes. queen. Yeah, matching, obviously. Check the merch. Come on. Merch yeah. taken quickly. You know the vibes. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Marco, what are you saying? How's life? I'm good, man. You know me and Annika matching too. You know, like that. You know, yeah, that yeah. Got the red top on. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. You see the way my yeah, tweet yeah. yeah, the, the red half is on this side and the yeah. black half is on that side. On that side. This is all coordinated. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, all, it's, it's all planned. You know, you, you know how we do it. Okay, awesome. Glad to have you guys here, of course. Before we get into the actual agenda for today, I just want to say, first of all, a plug for our YouTube channel. Please check it out. Um, we're going to be sharing, I'm going to be sharing the screen uh, a little bit later on this episode. So, so please check our YouTube channel. You'll be able to see visuals of exactly what we do. You'll be able to see the matching tops that we're talking about if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music. Um, and also, this is also a plug for our Discord community. We've recently started that up. It's a bit alien to some, but I promise you, the more you use it, the easier it gets. We're almost on about 1,000 members overall, but we're the lowest out of Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool and United in regards to amount of members yeah man have. i didn't even like to see that yeah Liverpool it's not nice fans, man. We, need so we, need, we, need so we need you guys to come get involved please 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 get involved think of it as like a, a global whatsapp chat where you can talk about anything and everything check it out i promise you will not regret it i think that is everything 
if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, let's get into the, the stuff for today. Cool. I mean, there's a shameless plug. You can plug yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. Sorry, sorry. I mean, it all falls on, all falls on the um, Touchline Media Group. I thought you talking about my YouTube channel, don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it all falls on the Touchline Media Group. Courtside Fracker, we've recently just started. If you're into basketball, I saw, I was looking for our followers on Copy and Fracker, and I see a lot of people are Liverpool fans and also Lakers fans, which gives me great delight. So if you're one of those yeah, people, man. if you're new to basketball, if you're a veteran, come check us out. Uh, recently started, yeah, I promise you won't regret it. Awesome. So that is all of the management stuff out of the way. Fantastic. Let's get on to what we're talking about today. So this week we saw, of course, we had, there was no football. So all we have to talk about, is, aside from transfers, which we'll get on to, is our, our Nike kit and lifestyle range, right? So it caused a bit of a stir initially because we were like, where's this green come from? Like, why is everyone wearing green? Like, what, what's wrong with Nike? They're going to be, it's going to give us this standard pro forma kit but yes yeah, so people have had different in opi- uh, opinions that the kit's actually come out itself it's fairly expensive but yeah what do you guys think what do you guys think let me open up the floor to you ellis i'll start with you what do you think i like it i think it's nice um i saw a kit going back to about what 90 what early 90s when we had the green i think adidas manufactured that one um i think if you see the kit in person it probably looks better the, the pictures probably don't give it justice. Mm. Um, and the players wear it, the fit is very well, the players. Um, yeah, the home kit is nice. It's nice. I mean, Nike's Nike, man. Everyone, if you grew up, especially in London, if you grew up in London, I mean, if, if you didn't have a pair of Air Forces, pair of 110s, Air Max 97s, it's Nike. You know I'm saying Nike is Nike. Yeah. It, it is nice to finally get like manufactured by Nike. Um, well, I think most of us are looking forward to the to the tracksuits, like tech tracksuits, which will be cold. You know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. yeah, I, I can't really afford it, man. It's a nice kit, man. It is expensive, but it's the game, the game, baby. Yeah, 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 standard. So, yeah, this, on topic of it being expensive, there are two versions. I think the replica one is 70 quid or so. And then there's the, the ones that actually the players wear, which has got the, the breathable technology or whatever they call it nowadays. Uh, that's a hundred quid, but let me before I ask the next person, uh, Anik, I'm just gonna show the gonna show everyone what exactly what we are talking about so they can look along. So awesome! Hopefully you guys can see that. Yeah, yeah, uh, brilliant. Cool. So what are your thoughts? What are we saying thus far? What do you think about this? I quite like it. I think it looks. I think as what Ellis said, it will look better in person. But I think just looking at it, you know, Liverpool logo next to the Nike badge looks, you know, looks looks good. Yeah, I like I think, it a lot. Yeah, I think it might be one of those ones where we add more badges to it. So our yeah. Champions League, our Premier League badges, League our, badge. our um, World Club Cup badge, those kind of things. So I think it will make it look nicer for sure. Marco, any yeah. thoughts on yourself? Um, yeah, I like it a lot. I like the detail on the more expensive kit, you know, the £100 kit, which I'm going to grip my teeth when paying for it. But it looks really nice. There's a lot of detail on this bit of the kit all the way down. And I feel like up close in person, it would look amazing. Cool. Awesome. So are you, are you sharing the stadium version? Yes. Or- I- that's the stadium version that is the stadium version they because they i have caught these pictures from the liverpool website so they are sold out the more expensive one that you guys are talking about it is sold out uh so they actually don't have that version on there but you it's not that i want to say it's not that uh visibly obvious but it it kind of is um the, the the more expensive one just think of this with a with some breathable technology. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go too deep into our kit range because this is not a fashion podcast. It's football after all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want to come back to you, uh, Marco. What do you What do you think of these? I'm going to put these two together. This is our This is our training kit. Okay, so from what I thought it was going to be, um, I know there was a rumored black, white, and green kit. Mm. No, black, white, and green tracksuit, which I yeah. like. That's my favourite out of the bunch. This I probably will still buy the training top and bottoms. I'm not too sure. I'm not 100% on it at the moment. But it looks like a really nice fit. 
Nike always tends to have really nice fits, and I do like the fact that it's Nike. Like most of my stuff is Nike. I'll be able to match for once instead of wearing New Balance or Warrior and Nike or something <laughs> else and Nike. Do you know what I mean? But props yeah. to New Balance. That that was that's been yeah, a, a New Balance very successful been really kit. Well, you know? Yeah, very successful kit. But it's just a shame. I like matching, isn't it? Like stepping yeah. out all coordinated. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. This is the uh, this is a, another form of the trading kit. It's obviously got. This I'm buying, 100%. Yeah, like, this one, I was going to say, yeah, this one I'm definitely going to get. I like the design behind it. Can I, I like... even plug Nike a bit? It's £35 for £37.95 or something like that. And for the price, it looks really good, man. Awesome. Like, yeah, that next carnival next year. Carnival, yeah? Okay, fantastic. <laughs> and Ellis, I've heard from you in a minute, so I'm going to ask your thoughts on this. I We said before the, pod, before the podcast started, it looks like a... It's like a, this is rumoured, sorry, I should say, this is our rumoured away kit. It looks like a sea green, sea blue, am I talking about? Sea blue uh, type of style. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's a bit of a Marmite one. Some people love it, some people hate it. What are your thoughts? I kind of like it, it's different. I like it because it's different, man. Um, cool. Uh, you can't really see much of it. I can't. Be yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't see much of it. I Again, I think, I think it's another one where you have to see in person, but I, I think... It's different from all of our way kits, and these ones, these ones that are different, we tend to have like a really good season in terms of like the football we play. I remember, yeah, we had I remember the orange kit. Oh, yeah, orange. Yeah. Orange one yeah. that, that gives us a lot of good memories. Um, that was Ox's special kit, you know. Reserved. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. was. Now you're right. That was. So, that, was that was a very nice kit. I think. I think. I think yeah, go on, sorry. I think. I think the design on the badge. Here, I think this is the more exp- so-called more expensive one because on the stadium, um, on the more expensive kit, can you see the badge there? And yeah. The night ticket slightly raised, so slightly embossed. Okay. Okay. I actually like that detail on it as well, and obviously the World Club champions as well. That Ladies and gentlemen, good. I bring you, I bring you, Mr. Anik Palmer. He is. He is a, <laughs> our, our very own fashion connoisseur. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, because because I I was looking coming back to the kits. I was looking at what is the difference between the more expensive and the slightly cheaper one. I think you're going to come onto that in a bit anyway, Harold. But um, I was just trying to. I was before I do. For I'm, I'm happy for you to to go ahead. Yeah, no. I, I, I was just looking for reasons why it's so much. Well, not you know why why should I pay seventy pound? Why should I pay a hundred pound? And I think the way Nike have sort of done it is that you know if you're going to pay 70 pound for a kit you might as well go and spend 100 pound because on the more expensive version you have that breathable technology where the Nike tick is here and where the Liverpool badge is there that's slightly sort of raised you've got I think there's like a pattern as well yeah so but like that that you can see up in person and obviously the fit is a bit more um you know is, is a bit better so I think Nike have also, you know, played their cards right in terms of pricing as well. Um, so yeah, I think that's yeah that 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 probably swings it for me. I think I'm probably going to go for the more expensive one. Cool, fair enough. So what I think that we can say as a general consensus is that when it initially came out, these this home kit um, in particular was one that we were a bit mm, I'm an armoring about a little bit more. But as we saw our players wearing it, as we saw bit more detail around it, it we warmed up to it a little bit more is that, yeah. that fair to say that is yeah. fair to yeah. say yeah. okay cool and as i said we're not a fashion podcast but yeah this is just our mm-hmm. thoughts on the kit i'm going to swiftly move on to our transfers or lack thereof rather as we've seen in our fantastic group chat uh in recent <laughs> um we have been linked heavily with a man called tiago alcantara he is currently a player for Bayern and there's reports coming out from all sorts of reliable and not so reliable sources saying that he's already said goodbye to his teammates as I stop my screen being shared. Um, what do you guys think on it? Is it going to happen? Are we clutching at straws? Should we be looking elsewhere? You know? Um, yeah, Marco, I think you're itching to speak. <sighs> to what are your thoughts? <laughs> I don't know if I want to speak on this because people in the group chat know my views. Um... But yeah, no, fuck it, fuck it, let's go for it. I feel like um, if the deal's already agreed on Thiago's end in terms of agreeing player terms, I'd, we've already spoken in the group chat about why it's possibly not been announced. Bayern is still in the Champions League. 
You could Is that based on it. anything, by the way? He's, he's saying that... Um, it's mainly based on the rumours that I've heard and how confident he is about moving. So okay. what I was told was, so what I've gathered from all the sources that I've picked up I'm, on. <laughs> what I was told, sounds like an ITK there, you know. Mark. <laughs> my bad, my bad. No ITKs around here. But, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, from what I picked up on, he was in the room about to sign a contract. He looked at the contract by and offered him and he was like, nah. And that indicated to them that he's already got somewhere else agreed. They've offered him better terms and it's a top club. Um, I feel like it could be PSG. I feel like it could be us. I feel like it wouldn't be anyone in Spain. And out of us and PSG, we look like the more attractive proposition at the moment. Um, so, yeah, that's the reason I feel like he's already agreed terms. And especially because of the things about him saying goodbye and people already mentioning Liverpool's name in, his, in the same sentence as Thiago. Um, with the whole club agreeing a fee with Bayern, I understand why things are taking long. Obviously, I'm not happy about it. I want it to be done as soon as possible and I want Thiago to be a Liverpool player as soon as possible. Right. As you've listened to this podcast, you heard me glowing about Werner, glowing about, San- sorry, glowing about Havertz and they've both decided to go elsewhere. Havertz, not confirmed, but from what Sane said, yeah, maybe so. And I'm trying not to get too excited about the Thiago thing, but understandably watching his highlights and seeing what he can bring and knowing Thiago from Barcelona, like Thiago was someone I admired when he was at Barcelona and he was an elite player for me when he was at Barcelona and he stepped it up even more at Bayern and he's brought in a little bit more to his game where he's able to chase down and do that defensive side of things. Just a little trivial thing. Um, I know we've all seen Sane's little dribble in training. Yeah. And for me, it was really exciting seeing that Thiago was the one that nicked the ball off him. He ran with him the whole way and then oh. nicked it off him. I, I, didn't, like, I, oh, I, I didn't even spot that. Yeah, like, for someone like that to be in our midfield, yeah, we have Fabinho there, but we've also got someone that's going to do the same thing that Henderson does and has more quality going forward. So would that be a seamless swap in? And I'm salivating at the prospect of Naby, Thiago and Fabinho playing the same midfield. Obviously, I mentioned Coutinho before, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let me not get too ahead of myself. But it's a really (laughs) exciting prospect. I feel like Thiago and suitable backups in certain positions win us the Premier League season. Dependent on everybody's strengthening. But yeah, I feel like that wins us the Premier League season. Okay, big claims there from Marco. Ellis, do you Nobody agree? Meant. Do you? Yeah, I know, always. <laughs> do, do you agree, Ellis? Do you agree that um, the introduction of a, a player like Thiago wins us the Premier League, or do you think we should be looking elsewhere for boosting of quality? In our team? Uh, I think it does win us the Premier League again. He's someone that the level of quality he has is above what we have in our midfield. Yeah. Um, he does yeah. add something different to our midfield and he adds a bit more like in regards to like first time passing he's someone that can spot a pass quickly um, he's tenacious um, he has got a good engine obviously I think the only reservations that we have is his uh, age and his injury injury record, yeah. injury, uh, record. Um, in regards to the rumours I think I've posted like a picture in our group chat a couple of times with like People are getting upset because of rumours that they hear and people believe that rumours and they hear a couple of people saying it. So then with this transfer thing, it's like, oh, look at what they're doing and they're doing that and we're watching over there. Instead of just letting things play out. Obviously, it's just the nature of the beast. We all want new players. We all want our teams to develop and get better, which is not, there's nothing wrong with it yeah. at all because a lot of people get uh, misconstrued in what people are saying. Like, Someone might say, just wait, let's see what, what's going to happen. Then people will take it out of context, like, oh, you don't want the team to progress. And that's not what we're saying. We're just saying, wait, let's just see what's going to happen. Mm. Because we don't know. No one said it. And with the Thiago rumours, there's no Liverpool journalist. So um, your Melissa Reddy's good friend of the pod, um, good friend of the pod, I forgot. James Pierce. James Pierce. Um, Paul Joyce. No one has said nothing. Yeah. It's very, very strange. Either they would have come out and crossed rumours or they would have said, oh, Liverpool are looking. So I think it's a thing whereby we just wait and see. I'm not really getting it too ahead of myself. 
because yeah. I'm not really on this like get excited over players. But if he does come, it will be an excellent, excellent sign. And um, yeah, that's it really. Cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I do. I do think we do share the the same. Even those who are of I don't know of a different mindset in regards to whether it will happen or not. I think we do agree that he will bolster our squad. He will definitely, definitely. improve us, and he's something that we're looking for. Definitely. The feasibility over it is what's in question um, between all of us. I'd say probably just between the fan base itself as well. Um, obviously, with um, rumors of FSG and not necessarily rumors on just previous spending from F- FSG and the model that they've they've built in itself, but. As I as I waffle on, I'm going to hand over to Anik. I'm uh, curious to hear your thoughts on the whole situation. You're normally quite quite quiet in our group chat, so yeah, let's hear what you have to say. Do you think so, the addition of Thiago is likely? Uh, I imagine you agree that he is. He will bolster our squad, and do you, or do you think we should be looking elsewhere? Yeah. So yeah, I, I just let the group chat go in its own way yesterday, and it was fire. It was just going on. Um, <laughs> But I think I think I think my take on it is that um, you know I said this earlier. I'm not too fussed whether he comes or not. Um, I personally think we should be focusing elsewhere. If he does come, I I I think I speak for everyone when I say that the level of quality within the squad and the midfield will definitely improve. If he doesn't come, do we still win the league? I'm pretty confident that we will. So Ooh, based claims, on that, though. I'm I'm not too fussed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I mean, you think about it. Like, how is he actually gonna improve our midfield based on what we have at the moment? Who's he gonna come and okay, take a place straight that. off? You don't think? You don't I think? Mean, he, he as much as I love Ronaldo, yeah, Genie goals, man. I feel like Thiago. What Thiago offers, just passing ability-wise, is ridiculous. Like having but, two people that kind of lock defenses, Naby in his dribbling way and able to do really, really incisive, clever passes, and then someone that could do the same. Or do defensive work at the same time. But you've seen with our recent midfield purchases, they don't just come in and walk straight into the team. Yeah. They take obviously some time to bed in. And Which I feel as I though think... ne- next on. season, yeah, I feel as though next season we need to sort of be like straight on it and out of the blocks because I know all these, you know, especially Chelsea, City will be there looking to sort of close the gap. Which is why I think you know, even if he does come, I still think it will probably take some time for him to bed in. I know with the level of quality he has, he can, you know, walk into our team. But I just think to adhere to our unique style of play, it might take him a bit of time. So, okay, I think- cool. So, so you're saying it will, it will take time, is in that he, he will improve our squad, but it will take time yeah. for him to earn a, a starting berth? Yeah, of course. Okay, of course. Cool. I, that- I, I, I think that, yeah. Cool. I think I had that argument with someone in the group chat where I was like, Thiago doesn't walk into the squad at the moment because he needs to learn trigger presses, say pressing triggers. Do you not feel like he, he's someone who's of enough experience to, to, have, to already know something like that? I mean, he's I feel like we play a very unique way of football. Managers. Um, if I'm correct, I believe it was Ceballos from Arsenal who said Liverpool are the hardest team to play against because the way they press, they press like a machine. They're 100% perfect press. Yeah. And right. I've gone on this podcast several times. I remember being in Paris and I was talking shit about Mbappe and saying um, if a player comes in he needs to be able to learn that because if someone's out of the press that messes up the whole press it just takes one person to be out of place that leaves a bit too much space for the opposition and we can get passed around and you can see that with so many teams especially lower down in the league where they try and press against good, better teams that are very very good on the ball at the back and they get exposed yeah. because someone's out of place someone doesn't make it there in time Someone doesn't know how their body shape should be. And exactly. I'm not saying it's going to take forever for him to get to the side and forever for him to learn that. But I think he sits out for about two months and he just learns. Wow. He might come in and come off the bench for like a few minutes. Right, okay. But, but no, I'm, I'm with you, Marco. I, okay, I understand. Yeah. It does take time for a player to adapt to our style, right? Especially but you have to remember, this is, this is a Thiago who I believe played under Pep Guardiola, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but, yeah. He, Barca or Bayern? I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 it could have been. It, no, it was Barca. It, 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 was it Bayern? Anyway, anyway. Yeah, he's, he's played under him. He's played yeah. under him, right? Um, who also also um, has taken up a pressing game. On top of that, he is of the experience of someone who you'd expect to pick it up sooner. And 
the fact that he would him signing now is not necessarily a during the season purchase. There's still yeah. pre-season. There's still mm-hmm. there's a training game. Seasons start until October, if I'm not mistaken. September. September, rather. Yeah. Uh, apologies. So he would still have time. Imagine it's made, I don't know, mid-August. I feel like he would have enough time to say, okay, I'm starting. I think there is a conversation to be had in that because of how intense, how intense we play, um, no one can come into our team and start. Do you know what I mean? It's not as if we're the yeah. only ones who play a pressing game, right? So I've, I do think there are players who can come into our team, and I'm of the opinion that Thiago would be one of those those people. But I think you you think otherwise, which is completely fine. Um, who do you think I think be targeting in that in that in that case? And, yeah. Or, or, or who do you think would walk straight into our team and don't say the likes of KDB? Because I mean, that's <laughs> that's obvious. Yeah. So, um. Well, I want to answer the first question first. I think we need to focus on a left back, then a forward, then a midfielder, yeah. and in that oh, okay. order. Okay. I think I think definitely we need a left back. I mean, I mean, just coming back to the Thiago thing. To be honest, we don't need him as such. I feel as though we need a backup or cover for left back. Do you not feel as though more games? Okay, I agree with the fact that we do need uh, cover for left back. Uh, but do you not feel, not agree with the fact that there were games where we really struggled to to make enough chances and our, our fullbacks were nullified where a player like Thiago might have been the mm-hmm. answer to those. Yeah, but look, since lockdown, Naby has just come through and I feel as though we have that bit of creativity there with him. Yeah. I, I really don't feel it's necessary to get Thiago. I, I, I really don't. I, I really don't think it's a necessity for Liverpool to go out there and get him. I really think, as a Liverpool fan, we should be focusing on on left back and someone up top, because the two sort of weaknesses I've seen this season from us is when we go forward and then when it goes up top, it's just a bit stale. And against the Everton game, when you know I saw Milner at left back, and I was like, "Oh man, we, we need some natural whip there, whip there with with a left footer." And obviously, Robbo looked 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 at those getting a bit tired, which is why I feel as though we should be focusing on a left back. And with that, I think. Obviously, we've spoken about it. I think maybe Jamal Lewis. Um, I think on, on the Champions pod that we've done, someone suggested Van Aanholt, like an experienced Premier League left back. I think, okay. yeah, we should be looking at like a cover or backup for Robbo. Um, I can't quite put my finger yet on who, but I think that's where the club should be sort of focusing their attentions at the moment. Um, and then with a forward, I know um, that was also discussed today. I think, yes, someone like Saw. Total Wine & More is a wonderland to explore. Thousands of wines and spirits, unexpected pairings and great gifts, low prices and helpful guides. Make the holidays magical at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, be 21. Will definitely help us. But, I mean, that changes every week who, who we're linked with and who we're going for. I think the thing about Liverpool is they just, when it comes to transfers, they always keep it sort of behind the scenes. Yeah, and exactly we just don't know. We just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, when have we really heard noise about people who've actually signed? Exactly. Dijk, yeah, Cater, yeah, but those were big money signings. We're not gonna be making a big money signing, unfortunately, this window. We might do. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows? We can pull out the bag, but they tend to keep their actual signings very, very quiet. So I'm not yeah. gonna be. Worried. Uh, and, and just for some reason, there just seems like there's been so much noise about Thiago, like so much noise about it. And um, I don't you know, know is, for me, I think it's when Thiago, or does this, just to close on Thiago, I think it's that when you have a world-class talent who's proven, who is itching to join your club in a position where you require and desire a player like him, it's very much like, dissatisfies both parties and you're you're chomping at the bit you're excited at the prospect of signing a player like this and normally we have it we've seen that when we have a great squad or have a winning squad we don't capitalize on on that we don't capitalize on the fact that we are the best in the land and we almost fall on our almost fall back on our laurels so now we have the chance to do it i think people are a little impatient and they're a bit Perhaps they've got a bit of trust issues of, of what's happened in the past, you know, of us just resting on our laurels and being like, you know what, we'll be all right. And the team withers away and then we're back to where we began before Klopp was there. So I think that is, the, 
I don't know. Perhaps I'm I'm I am I'm just saying my own feelings, but <laughs> that's that's what I'm mm-hmm. feeling. Like people are also feeling like. Mm. Feel well, like yeah, that's fair enough. The yeah. moment is don't panic. It closes in October. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I, I am. I am of that. Yeah, like 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 you just said. If the transport doesn't, it's only just opened. I think we do need to relax a bit. But people are impatient. You know, they want results. Yeah. And they want it now. That's we're of that era. Yeah, but the microwave era. My view on it. Last thing I'm gonna say anyway. My view on it is people become available throughout the transfer window. It's only August now. Shit, August. I was about to say July, but August now. We've got a whole nother month. People could become available in September. Let's say we do go for Thiago, and then all of a sudden, Awa becomes available for the same price, or Jack Grealish. The price goes down on that, and they're just asking for fifty mil now. Obviously, no. Like that's never gonna happen. But things like that and somebody becomes available of a quality that will still improve us but they're younger or they're better at doing something that club wants yeah this club I feel like club what they're doing Marco you say this and I said closing but you've given me another question to ask you um you say this but the you said it's very unlikely that Grealish price will come down which I do agree with I I think there's nothing to suggest that price will go down unless he's embroiled in something mad um Mm. However, it's more likely that a team like PSG can swoop in and take a player the same way yeah, uh, yeah, Werner was yeah. done, the same way Havertz is looking to be done. So, mm-hmm. and that's not even to say we were even linked with um, uh, Havertz in particular. I just, it just, I guess it's more of like a fan link, if you like. But we've seen targets be uh, taken from our grist. Um, we see, saw it with Pepe at the beginning of the last season. We were linked to him heavily. We saw it with uh, William, who were linked with him. Um, yeah, there's numerous players we've been linked we to. On, do you think we missed out on either? William maybe slightly more, but definitely well, Pepe for me. No, 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 no. Let's let's not get into a Pepe discussion. No, no. <laughs> it was it was. It That's was, the shame if you say that. No, no, but it was it was more on the fact that we've seen players who we believe to have been in our in our hands and we let it go. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, so I guess, I guess my views on that. Likely, I think I've said it on several different podcasts, especially the main pod. Klopp likes players that play for him. So if a player is going to pick another club because of money or pick another club because they're more attractive, then that's not a player Klopp would want to work with. I can't think of that many players at the moment that have weighed up two different clubs. But money weighed up Tottenham and Liverpool and he puts Liverpool. And you can tell right now he's not a scouser, but you can tell they love him. He loves the club. Mm-hmm. And I personally don't see money leaving in, in the near future. Yeah. Okay. Like, he might even finish his career with us because that's who he is, and I think those are the type of players Klopp, are look, Klopp is looking for. So if Thiago does go to PSG, yeah, cool, unfortunate. There'll be uh, there'll be someone else. I feel like the club are smart enough to bring the right people in, and who knows? Maybe Jones can step up. Who knows? <laughs> no, I think I think like in regards to like players we're missing out. Let's say let's say William for that, for instance. It was a chart, It was a time where Liverpool weren't really good. If you call a spade a spade, Liverpool weren't really that good. And um, he was going to go to Tottenham. He was going to come to us. Then he was going to go to Tottenham. Then Chelsea tweeted. Chelsea tweeted. So I don't think it was a thing whereby the club done anything wrong. We offered him a package. He saw that he has more chance of playing at a higher level with Chelsea. Tottenham were better than us at that time. And um, Chelsea just took the advantage. And um, he was proven right because Chelsea went on to win the league. So um, I think, because in the group chat we had that discussion, and I think in those times, in the last, let's say, between 2010 and 2015, we was in a, in, a, in a strange situation where there was a lot of players or the team wasn't, just wasn't doing well. So I think now Liverpool are in a better position where they can afford to, um, to look at the best players like Thiago. When you have a player like Thiago, you say, no, he wants to come and play for you. I get it. We should look to wrap up the deal. But then things like that just don't happen. It just doesn't happen like with a flick of the wrist. There's negotiations that need to take place. I said, I was explaining to someone yesterday, they may have a budget set aside for Thiago and they want to try and stick to that budget because they want... Who you talking to yesterday, do you want to say his name? Uh, yeah, Julian. <laughs> I, was saying that, I was telling Julian because Julian was saying that Liverpool have been have been rubbish in regards to transfers. Yeah, I want to scare the pot a little bit. So. No, yeah, but I said that that was a ridiculous notion because you can't take out of a prospect where for the five years we was rubbish. I mean, we was air. 
it was Ella. We, we didn't qualify for Champions League. We had Rodgers. We had not Rodgers. We had Hudson playing the Europa League. Wasn't doing well. But now we're doing well and we can afford to eat at the higher table. So I think now we're in a position where we can attract whoever we want. And yeah, we and to, I think... Yeah. So Sorry, Ellis, to interrupt you. But I think, yeah, it's on the back of what you said, I think now, coming off, you know, the Club World Cup, coming off winning the Champions League and now the league, we're like... like so-called destination club for these players. We're like, we're like a club that players actually want to come and play for, as opposed to us showing them money, showing them the contract. Now we've got a state-of-the-art, you know, training facility. We've got a stadium that's just been expanded. We've just won, you know, we're the English, European, and world champions. People would want to come and play for us and our manager. Yeah, I think yeah. So, no, you are you are right. I think we'll we'll leave up we'll leave the rest of the discussion to. Our fans, the rest of it to our, our fan base and our followers to see what and they think. Group, to be honest, Joe, I'm coming for you. And our group chat, yeah, and on the Discord. <laughs> so yeah, just another another plug, guys. Twitter, um, even Instagram now as well. Um, not the best place for debates, but Discord as well. Get involved, get involved, guys. Um, aside from Tiago, is there anyone else that you guys think we should be be looking at? Um, Anik mentioned Jamal Lewis earlier. Is it, are there any other names that you think are realistic options for us? Marco, what do you think? I have quite a few realistic options. But I thought you might. I'm if I went to you first. Patreon. I'm going <laughs> to save that for the Patreon. I'm not going to get too Oh, yeah? Okay. Right now. Because honestly, <laughs> I don't want to give away my tactics, isn't it? Transfer no, game, I can't really... No, you're, you're completely right. I completely forgot you reminded me, guys. Sign up to the Patreon, guys. Sign up to the <laughs> There is extra content there. You get ex- exclusive uh, rights on our Discord as well. You also get entered into um, free competitions that we have quarterly, um, annually. So, so yeah, get up free. Get get signed up. Starts from just three quid. So hopefully you can spare that each month. So yeah, thank you for reminding me. That was that was a, that was a great segue. But anyway, Marco, is there, there, you're going to see a couple of players about, you can name. I'll talk about positions, yeah, and the okay. types of play. I'm not going to tr- give away too much. Okay, okay. I feel like we need. Forward option, yeah, I did want someone young originally. I wanted someone to come in and be the future, basically. Be like a Sancho. Sancho's age, that type of production. Obviously, Sancho's production is a lot higher than most people, but let's say 10 and 10 a season. Mm-hmm. And then can sub in for Firmino, sub in for Amani, sub in for Salah. Um, originally, I was thinking maybe Dembele, who can play across the front three. And I slowly started changing my view to more of a false nine who can play across the front three. Okay. And someone who's more of a 10 but is playing in a nine. Similar to Firmino, but more explosive than Firmino. And I'm slightly shifting towards an older profile as well because I feel like seeing Brewster, especially past um, post-lockdown, he looks really, really good. I don't want anything to stop him from not playing at all. I went into Ellis trying to keep his cool there, trying not to <laughs> smile. That's all right. We stop, stop the going up all the time, man. But I don't want anything to stop him from playing where he should be playing. I don't want him out on the left like Origi was. I want him to have that nine yeah. spot down. And if we get a straight out and out nine, that's about twenty-four. Mm. That kind of hinders Brewster because he's gonna have to go out on loan again, or he's gonna have to play out on the wing. And I don't like this whole notion of playing the striker out on the wing. I do get Arsene Wenger did it really well with Thierry Henry and he had his reasons for that and said when he came back inside he had a bit more space a bit more composure because being out on the wing you have that one direction you're tending to push um, being in the centre you also develop, a, you develop a, a better um, 1v1 ability as yeah well. you mm-hmm. develop a better 1v1 ability so there's so much that can come from it but seeing the mare that Origi had and Origi came to us as a very very good young player I don't want to see that again so, yeah. would you keep would you keep Brewster out on loan then for next year? I would keep him here. I would buy an older forward who can play across all three, mm-hmm. and when Brewster's needed, he can swap in and out with Firmino. Let's talk starting lineup anyway. Swap in and out with Firmino, and that versatile forward can swap in and out with someone else. Let's say Carlin mm-hmm. Cup game, we start one of our big three. We start Brewster, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, let's say a name. Let's say the buy um, who's Aging, who can play across all three. He's doing it for Leon. He's the main man at Leon. Doing it for Netherlands, main man at Netherlands. Similar type of guy to Firmino in terms of the way he can drop in, create um, a bit more explosive, has that free kick ability. 
and seems like a, he really wants to come back and prove himself. Obviously, his time at Manchester United wasn't the greatest. Um, I'm sure he feels like he wants to come and prove his doubters in UK wrong. Right. Cool. And for those who don't know, that person is Memphis Depay. So, yeah, on the topic of Memphis Depay, because I'm, I'm glad you brought him up, actually, because I think he's, he's a good person to discuss. Um, Ellis, what do you think about the, uh, someone like Memphis Depay, as I bring up his wonderful record for Lyon? Go on, you speak. Uh, yeah, I, I like him, actually. I think he's like, like um, Marco said, he's the type of profile that we need. Um, I He's the type of player that I've been looking for, someone who can play across the front line so he can do a job as your number nine. He can do a job on the left, he can do a job on the right. Um, I think he's the type of player that we need to be looking at. Uh, only thing that him, I think that hinders him is he's not a long-term injury. So um, that's really going to affect him. And I don't know how, how he can come back for that. But um, he is he's the type of player that we should be looking at, or, or someone within that profile that um, we should be looking at, because he's going to be cheap. From what I saw, I saw the numbers are bounding around with about 20 million, 25 million. That would be a steal, I have and to say. He is somehow 19. still only 26 years old, even though he feels... Like, Dubai. Yeah, yeah, Manchester yeah. 26 years old. If, if, if 26. Yeah, he feels like he's been around for years and years. Don't, you know, I was saying older profile because I thought he was like 29, 30 now. Nah, man, 26 uh, would be perfect. 26 would be perfect. I know he's coming for ACL injury, I believe, or serious Yeah, injury. Yeah, that's so the only thing. How he adapts. Yes, exactly. That's the only Plus. thing that really that's questionable. And just to put some numbers towards his name, albeit it is the uh, is Ligue 1, but he's, I think the numbers do speak for themselves. Playing in 135 games, he's scored 53 goals and he's assisted 43. So that is a return of 96 goals in 135 appearances. Or 96 goals and assists, rather, in 135 appearances. Of course, we need to tax it a little bit because it being league aren't, but I think that is impressive. Mm. Um, Anik, what are your thoughts? I think initially, look, he is a forward. So, yeah, I think it's definitely someone that, that we need to consider ahead of like a midfielder. Um, I think just his numbers in you know, the French League, I think that's the only thing that I'll consider. Like, at the end of the day, it's the French League. So, I'm not entirely sure whether it will work. Like, he's come, he's come to the Premier League. It obviously didn't work out for him. Mm. He's got this injury now. Is he going to come back? Is he going to be able to fit in? Um, to be honest with you, he's probably not the sort of player that I would be going for up top. Really? Yeah. Is, is there something um, else you have in mind? Go for out and out striker. That's Patreon exclusive content there. Probably. One thing I will say is, um, oh, I lost my point. No way. Carry on, carry on, my bad, my bad. Um, yeah, yeah, let, let me quickly answer your question, though, Marco. I probably would go for someone um, that's oh, an out-and-out out striker. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I would you, like... Anik, the way you described it earlier was that you'd want a forward who can play across the line, and now you're saying yeah. you want a striker. So what's changed? No, 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 no. I said, no, no, I said that we should be focused on a left-back, a forward, a okay. forward, not one that can play just a forward. But in a forward, you normally assume a left-winger is a forward. A right wing as a forward, isn't it? So yeah, you, yeah. but the type of forward, but the type of forward that I would go for would be an out and out centre forward, someone okay. Okay. different. Um, yeah, I might as well say, yeah, I think I think someone like Raúl Jiménez would work. Oh, okay. Obviously, he's got pros yeah. and cons as well. Um, you know, they're a bit half and half, but you know, he's he's. I think he got the second highest amount of goals in the Premier League. He's establishing the league. He knows how to play. He gives us something a bit different. And for an out-and-out forward, I think he is, you know, I, th I think he's a bit mobile compared to some of the others that are sort of, you know, physically big, you know, over six foot, etc. Um, I think he gives us something different. But I think he's just signed that. I think he just signed for Wolves last year. He's on a big yeah, contract. Yeah. So, I, mean, I think someone like that. I've definitely seen crazier things happen in regards to players leaving after a season. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's a fantastic shot. If you're talking about our strikers, I think, I think his game is somewhat, he's in that second, that second tier bracket of teams in the Premier exactly. League. People don't really watch them too much. However, I've watched a few games of his uh, post-lockdown and you can see he actually does have great build-up play as well. 
he yeah. can he, he can ping a ball fairly well. So I think I know we we have a lot of stock in Firmino and how well he can build up play and how he can connect with the forwards, well our wide forwards. I think Jimenez wouldn't wouldn't be too bad of a, a man who comes in deputise or something deputise for me now I think yeah he wouldn't be out of place I saw no, I do I definitely agree with that sorry Howard I just remembered my point so Alex you did say league on and you're not sure how he's going to adapt and yeah. just off I'm thinking of people who have moved from league on and been a success in the Premier League I know there's a big one in Pepe let's not get into that but <laughs> Rude has come over Giroud has done Although his time in Ars- at Arsenal was not covered in glory, but you can tell you he's a very, very good striker. And um, on Bele. Yeah, I was going to mention positives. I was going to mention Ismail Assar, who looks amazing, raw talent. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention ASM, looks amazing himself. Yeah. There's quite a few. Obviously, there's... Henry? Yeah, there's a few over the history of the Premier League that have come from France and been a success. And I just think that I just think it's it's with, with that being a league that there's only ever you know one or two teams that you know are the mm-hmm. best there. Those sort of numbers it is quite hard to read into mm-hmm. because more than likely the other fourteen, fifteen teams you're just gonna you know blow away anyway. Yeah, no, and you know I, it is a fifty-fifty when you that. come over but, here. No, no, you know what? I think that's a little bit. Ignorant of us to say because I don't think I don't think many of us watch League. I'm not saying you exactly. However, I don't think it's as plain sailing as we suggest. Don't get me wrong; it is plain sailing. It is. I think um, PSG won the league in March uh, last year, the year before, something like that, which was outrageous. So it can be plain sailing. However, I don't think it's as much of a like walk in the park as as, that is suggested. Or the other teams below. That's what I think, personally. Especially if you have one dominant team. Let's say, um, look at Spain, where there's Barcelona, Real Madrid. All the other teams tend to fight, well, tend to try and fight for the Champions League spots. But and at least, but, but there's a variety think, of people that come and go. I think it's unfair yeah. to compare to compare Liga to La Liga. I think La Liga has always had that competitive edge. We even mm-hmm. saw Rafa Benitez winning Valencia the league title. Um, yeah. So you don't really see that too much in in France. We've seen. PSG win the league seven out of the last eight times with only Emery's PSG faltering to Monaco. So you, I do get why you, why you are saying that, uh, Anik. I just think it's more. I think it's more to do with the fact that the quality that PSG have eclipse the rest of the teams by such a large distance. And the money. Make and sure. the money. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what I'm money. trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> money and the quality go hand in hand. Um, also, I think, also, I think it's more about you can't. You have to take away. Let's forget about goals and assists in it and talk about the approach play and what the players are doing. For instance, how many chances they, they create, how many times they beat the man. If we're looking for a central midfielder, all these passing, is it hitting the right targets? What's his work rate like? So that's what we need to look at. I feel I feel that, again, like Howard said, it is ignorant just to say, oh yeah, let's tax it times two because it's an easy league. Professional football is not easy and it. it's just mm. the fact they've been put into that situation. And then, again, a lot of players that have come from France have dominated this country, even like recently, you had Giroud who came from Montpellier. You had, um, but you also had Lacazette. Yeah, so, Lacazette yeah. hasn't been bad. Like, but yeah, Lacazette. Like, it's just Arsenal's been rubbish. Yeah, Arsenal's like, been rubbish. He's, he's trying to go, but yeah, he hasn't been. He hasn't been the best. But okay. then Mares. If you look at Mares, then if you look yeah. at yeah, yeah, Mares came from Mares came from League Two even. Yeah, he came from yeah, the yeah. Kante. So it's, it's any like, like any country is touch and go because you can say. Like Spain, we bought um, Luis Garcia, who was a bit... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like there's loads... Nunes. Of yeah. There's loads of different caveats for every single thing. So That's when you do say something like, oh yeah, because they're in League A, they don't... They might not match up in the Prem because that's a slower league. Yeah, it is. But you can always see talent regardless. I think, no, I think it is, I think, no, what, what Alex said, I don't think we can disregard it completely. I do think what you mm. said warrant, had some warranty to it. I just think the degree of which we can, um, like, perhaps, I don't know, disregard um, another league's quality shouldn't be as much yeah, as what it shouldn't be as much as it is. Yeah, yeah. because we've seen some of the league on for Bundesliga. No, honestly, we've seen some crazy games from our own teams in the Premier League. Why on earth did Chelsea play a back three against a Liverpool team 
at Anfield. It didn't make sense. If, if that happened in up. Germany, it happened in League 1, we're shouting at them saying, you are not serious. <laughs> and then it finished so, 5-3. Yeah, it, so, was, like, it was a ridiculous a game. game. Yeah, exactly. So we... So I, we were 4-0 up at half-time, innit? No, we were 3-1 on the half-time. 3-1 up, sorry, my uh, bad. But anyway, I think, I think that's up to interpretation. I think, I think what I'd say is, watch it yourself and then make a judgment. If not, I think perhaps reeling thoughts before spewing them. But that's just, that's just my own my thought. And that's not to discredit anything you said, Anik. In case, in <laughs> it's okay. Case it's okay. okay. Awesome. I think we spent enough time on, on transfers there. So there are a few options. There's Coutinho. Um, it's Coutinho. Wow, why did Ooh. I say that? There is... Yeah, there no, is, is Tiago. Forget him. Forget him. There is Tiago. There's Jimenez. There is um, Memphis Depay. Just three that we've mentioned. Just far. Mm. But before we go to before we finish that, there'll be more in the transfer game, by the way, a lot more. Yeah, there'll be exactly there'll, well. there'll be a lot more in our transfer game and our Patreon exclusive content. So yeah, it's definitely worth waiting for that. Um, before we finish up today's pod, I just want to ask for everyone's player of the season. Now we are planning on doing similar to Chelsea Hour. Um, we are planning on doing our very own awards, um, where we would discuss things like the biggest flex, uh, largest L. Um, what else? Uh, performance of the season. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Etc. Etc. <laughs> some of it will be voted internally, and some of it will be voted by you guys listening. So keep a lookout for that. That'll be coming next week. But just for this week, I'm just going to ask everyone's player of the season. Ellis, I'm going to start with you. Tell me your player of the season and why, please. Sadio your main. main. The main man. Yeah, he was clutch from about August to. I want to say Feb. He was clutch from August to Feb. Um, he turned up when we needed someone to um, get us out of the jam. First goals he was scoring, winners he was scoring, winning penalties, driving. This season he just looked like he was really on it. Um, so I can't really take it away from him. There's a lot, to, to be fair, there's a lot of players. Trent was spectacular. Honorable mention, man. Yeah, honorable mention. Um, yeah, for sure. Hendo for a few months. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I get that, but like we can't really we can't, we can't not take it away from him because he. I didn't say a word, Ellis. I didn't uh, <laughs> but he did step up when um, Fabinho was injured. He did. When Fabinho that. was he injured. Did. He, he stepped up. So he definitely did have a good stint in the side. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's funny that we're not mentioning Salah, even though he banged goals. But if you compare him to nineteen goals, ten assists. Yeah, just like yesterday on the pod, and everyone just kept quiet. Like, it's, it's, what I'm saying. So <laughs> it's funny. I think someone like him, he's just um, from way the, the standard that he set mm. so high, and you can't keep up that standard. Yeah. So and performance levels, guys, he hasn't been the same. Like, he could have had way more goals than the 19 that he did have. Yeah, he could have, he could have got 19. Like, 19 yeah, 19 is very respectable. Very, very respectable. That's not respectable. It's mad, bro. That's <laughs> yeah. two from the left-hand side. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. like 29 goal contributions in 38 games is crazy. It's, like. it's crazy, bro. So, but, yeah, and but, he was injured for a period as well. Yeah, he, yeah. Injured, yeah. So, but going back to Mane, I'm not going to take anything away from him. He was head and shoulders the best attacker um, this season. So, um, he's probably my, my yeah, player of the season. Cool. How about yourself, Anik? Who do you think? What are your votes on? Yeah, I think it's going to be clean sweep here. I think it's going to be Mane as well. Yeah, um, awesome. Yeah, I think he only had three weeks off before the start of the year. Ridiculous. Coming back from the Afri- African Cup of Nations. Absolutely what he's done with a little amount of rest. Is- yeah, I think, yeah, he's played consistently over, over two years, two, two full years. And he's just, yeah, he's just come, come through with some, you know, top moments as well. Um, I think he's so many match winners. I think he scored, you know, the crucial game against Villa, um, the game against Burnley. He scored, um, he scored the winner against. I think he scored the really important goal against Norwich, yeah. and against yeah, Bournemouth as well. It's funny that game. Yeah. Norwich, he actually well, came off the bench that game because yeah, he I came believe, off the bench. I believe he did. He go for, to um, international duty. I'm, I'm not mistaken. So he was. I thought he was a bit. In, he was injured a little bit. Yeah, he was something. So and he then he just came on and scored straight away. Yeah. Obviously, the Leicester that game. That Leicester game. Yeah, he was. He was so influential in that game. Everton you know, game as sco- well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly, and he's the only one on the front three that started that game. Yeah, um, that's true. Oh yeah, and that then, uh, too, isn't it? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Marvin, is your vote the same? 
When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Uh, yeah, honourable mention for Trent, and I need to say something because Sebi was chatting shit yesterday about Russia's performance against Spurs. <laughs> and then I listen to Mugga today and I hear him saying, oh yeah, pressure against his old manager, blah, 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 blah. Trent was playing after the Club World Cup, yeah. I think it was a two-day gap interval between the matches. Something like that. Two or three days, yeah. He's got, barely had any rest and we, I can't remember, where would you fly out to? To Qatar, innit? Yeah. Qatar's like a 12-hour flight direct or something like that. So he basically didn't have a day that he could rest. Came back. Leicester, everyone was expecting Leicester to pick up points against us. And he pulls off... Uh, hold, hold on, hold on, Marco. Before you start that, I think before that match, Wan-Bissaka got an assist. Yeah, Wan-Bissaka And there was something trending on Twitter. Then he said, I will remember Saka, I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold, come outside, come outside. Everybody say, come outside. And he came outside. To be fair though, Twitch, but before you before you continue, just to <laughs> just to clarify, we we did we won the Club World Cup on twenty first and we played against Leicester on Boxing. Twenty six. Yeah, yeah, so cool, cool. so, 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 so there was days, a five day up, yeah. Five days regardless, like you don't have that day of rest. Obviously after the Club World Cup, they were still out there. They didn't come straight away. They celebrated a little bit because what do you do when you win the title? So win a trophy, you celebrate. Obviously certain men can't even begin to imagine what that feels like. But he comes back after winning the trophy. Head's not really in the right place. Leicester are doing really well. They're coasting in the league. Everybody thinks that they are the ones that can take points off us. And I believe we're still unbeaten at that point. And it was going to be a thing where Leicester beat us and they take away our unbeaten record. They turned up. They played Madison left mid and Chilwell just behind. And I was thinking, you know what? Madison might be able to drift in the spaces behind Trent. But Madison didn't get a sniff the whole game. I believe he got taken off, dragged at like 70th minute. And Trent was just ridiculously amazing. And he's been amazing throughout. Um, I remember today I was thinking about the Chelsea goal. Do you remember the Chelsea um, two the free one? The free yeah, goal. the free kick. One free kick. Clutch moment. He slapped it top corner. Like absolutely yeah. ridiculously. Been, he has been very important. But, been very, but you're still saying Mane over but, Trent. Yeah, you're still saying Mane. Okay, cool. Well, Alec was right in his prediction. For me, it is also Sadio Mane. Um, what he did in the beginning part, beginning towards the middle um, part of the season, uh, it's, there were games we didn't deserve to win. And it's those games that I always hold so close to me because it reminds me of me growing up and watching Fergie's United and seeing games that they, didn't, they did not deserve to win. They didn't, they didn't even deserve to have uh, a draw. And there was clutch moments from a variety of players have come up to be tramps. It just so happened that most more time it was Sadio Mane for us and he took the the intensity never dropped. Even in his very last game he he came on late, still managed to bag a goal against Newcastle. He is definitely someone who I think has been improving year on year um, more than any other player and it's clear to see that the Jurgen Klopp factor has definitely had a positive influence on him. So yeah, for sure. He's all of our Play of the season. Awesome. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, keeping it short, keeping it brief. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Thank you, thank you very, very much to Anik, Ellis, and Marco, of course. Thank you so much. Guys, join our conversation on Twitter, Cop and Fracker. Join our conversation on Discord, if that suits you better. We also have a competition that I forgot to mention earlier, where we are giving away a free kit. All you have to do is follow our account and retweet the kit. Check it out. You'll be right there as our pin tweet. Don't you worry. Might not be our pin tweet. Still, still look for it. You'll be fine. Um, yeah, that's everything I've got to say. Patreon as well. Yeah, oh. Patreon, because this chapter of game is going to be crazy. Like, yeah. From what yeah. we're having, discussions we're having in the group, when that gets put on camera, yeah, you're not going to enjoy it, man. Be <laughs> yeah, Patreon as well. Check it out, guys. Um, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Peace. Thanks a lot. <laughs>
This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Sports Social Podcast Network.